Last week, all eyes were on not seven, not six, but one company. Here's what matters. Live from New York City, I'm Lauren Goodwin, and this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we bring you the best insights from across the New York Life Investments platform because we believe that by sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everyone. It's the week of February 26th, 2024, and your favorite duo is back this week with myself and Julia Herman taking a bite out of the late economic cycle dynamics that have been sending the market up, down, left, right over the past few weeks. Most recently, the direction is up, and that's mostly thanks to one company, NVIDIA. If you're a regular listener, you know that we don't talk about specific companies, We're macro gals, not equity analysts. NVIDIA's Q4 2023 earnings were announced last week, but I want to make a big disclaimer that we are not going to be tearing apart those earnings today. Instead, we're going to be talking about the importance of this firm, not in and of itself, but as the poster child for how pervasive artificial intelligence themes are in the market right now. And this is particularly poignant because we're seeing those classic late cycle dynamics from investors. How about we start with those late cycle dynamics? We've both mentioned it already, so we might as well. Our fundamental economic view is that the economy is slowing and recession should be on the way this year. But when it comes to market behavior, what to you is screaming late cycle? Jitters, anxiety, aka volatility. Yeah, and lots of back and forth in what's driving the market. That's a great point. We saw that in action earlier this month when we first got hot January inflation print, which the market did not particularly like. Right, because hotter inflation could lead to interest rate hikes. That's right. But then later in that very same week, retail sales data came in for January, and that was weak, which should be a bad thing economically, but the market loved it. Exactly, because weaker economic activity data could theoretically support the case for interest rate cuts, policy support. And when that happens, it becomes a bad news is good news type of story. So this is very much one of those times where the market is uncertain about where things will definitively go next. And so you see late cycle jitters, changes between those narratives over and over again. So tell us, Julia, how does that backdrop relate to NVIDIA last week? What really stood out to me was how much the market struggled in the days leading up to their fourth quarter 2023 earnings announcement. Now, these jitters were seemingly because NVIDIA's valuation, price action, and earnings expectations have been so astronomical. And that's even relative to the other magnificent seven firms. They've been so astronomical over the past year that Frankly, it'd be pretty easy for NVIDIA to print stellar numbers and yet still somehow disappoint market expectations. Right. So leading up to their announcements, folks were worried, like, would they be able to live up to these expectations? And it turned out that those fears were unfounded. Well, you tell me, Lauren. I'm going to quote directly from NVIDIA's earnings release here. For the most recent fiscal year, revenue was up 126% to $60.9 billion. GAAP, which is an accounting standard, 
Earnings per diluted share was up 586% from a year ago. But are you ready for the stat that's really going to make your eyes water? Since it's 1999 low, NVIDIA is up 223,000%. Holy moly. There's a lot of terms in there about different ways that earnings and revenue went up. And honestly, the specific terms don't even matter. Those are just really big numbers. Yeah, exactly. And we have to thank our macro mic for that little nugget. But let me let me summarize all of that because I did throw a lot of terms in there. NVIDIA has taken the market's truly wild expectations for earnings and revenue for this company and has absolutely blown them out of the water. So we have NVIDIA blowing past those late cycle jitters we mentioned and hauling much of the index up to new highs. But it's frankly feeling a lot like this one company is carrying the market on its back, not even the Magnificent Seven as a whole, just NVIDIA. Wow. I'm I'm still distracted by that 223,000% growth number. <laughs> well, to get you unstuck from that figure, Lauren, I said that for me, market jitters are that classic late cycle signal. Lauren, what screams late cycle for you? I can say a lot of things here, but I think that market breadth has been particularly important. In the past year, we've had historic degrees of market narrowness and the notable new era of the magnificent seven companies accounting for most, if not all, of that leadership over any given period of time. Last week's NVIDIA behavior has been a hallmark of leadership becoming even more narrow, with many investors saying that the Magnificent Seven stocks are actually becoming more like the Magnificent Six or the Magnificent Four. Yeah, it's a great point. Sentiment seems incredibly narrow, limited to just a few companies. And that is standing even though overall market breadth is looking much better this year than it was at this point last year. Right now, about two-thirds of the S&P 500 index is trading above each of those companies own 200-day moving average. With market breadth being such a pervasive theme tied to Magnificent 7 outperformance, I wanted to make sure we discuss why does NVIDIA have so much heft in the market even among those seven outperforming tech stocks? I'm glad that you raised this, Lauren, because it's a great way to talk about the position of NVIDIA within that broader artificial intelligence theme happening in the market. NVIDIA is a supplier of chips to the other six Magnificent Seven companies, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet or Google, Microsoft, Meta and Tesla. Now, NVIDIA is a semiconductor designer that specifically powers many of the AI applications that those other companies are developing. So it supports that ecosystem. Now, it doesn't manufacture its own chips, but it does design them. And for right now, the rest of the Magnificent Seven doesn't have this capacity. Many of these firms are talking about developing or starting to develop their own chip design and even production capacity, but that would be a long, slow, and expensive process, even for these market behemoths that have so much potential scale. So for now, NVIDIA has a really unique position in this broader artificial intelligence trend. So we have lofty valuations, astonishing price action, and incredible earnings growth. And these are holding up against equally lofty market expectations for NVIDIA. 
But there's still a big question among investors, something I've been hearing about nonstop for the last few weeks, maybe even for the last year, of whether this trend can maintain itself, whether the Magnificent Seven as a whole can keep up. That brings us to our Portfolio Pause, a segment of the program where we share an investment idea. And today we've discussed how the opportunity in artificial intelligence feels narrower with fewer true outperformers like NVIDIA, which are reaching, frankly, high valuations. But valuation isn't a great market timing indicator. You can have high valuations for a long time. So let's figure out how we can broaden this opportunity set. How can we think bigger picture or differently about the artificial intelligence trend? We can start by making the box a little bit bigger by considering the structural themes fueling AI application. I just mentioned that there are chip designers, chip manufacturers. That's just part of the broader ecosystem. There are suppliers to those manufacturers, infrastructure supporting all of these. So all of this encompasses opportunities in the broader theme of digital infrastructure. I love that. If you think about the the infrastructure, the, the trends are supporting the broader artificial intelligence theme. It's a great set of ideas. You can also think on the other side of artificial intelligence, the application side, what happens once these tools are built. And there we are still looking at small and mid-cap growth companies, specifically profitable ones, that we think may contain AI beneficiaries with strong growth potential, less extreme valuations than the mega caps. And so the maybe the next phase of artificial intelligence investing. Investors can also consider adding equity-like risk in other asset classes. Let's take short duration high yield, for example. It's been an exciting sandbox to play in. It allows investors to clip a pretty impressive coupon with exposure to an asset class with high equity correlations, but doing so through the fixed income market. And then staying shorter on that duration side can help keep the late cycle risk closer in hand, even within a high yield asset class. Coming up next, In the U.S., there is Super Tuesday next week. Lots of different conventions pointing to who will be the next presidential candidates. So we'll talk a little bit about the U.S. election, what matters and maybe what matters not so much. But that's it for today. We'll be back next week for more Market Matters. In the meantime, please remember to give us a like, follow or review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a question or topic of interest, reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can also follow our views at newyorklifeinvestments.com backslash global dash markets. Until then, I'm Lauren Goodwin here with Julia Herman, and we will see you next time. The Magnificent Seven is a common term referring to seven U.S. listed companies leading in artificial intelligence, Alphabet, Apple, Amazon, Meta, Microsoft, NVIDIA, and Tesla. The S&P 500 Index measures the performance of 500 U.S.-listed large-cap companies. Our podcast is produced by Will Tyus, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I will now read our disclosures from compliance. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as at a specific date, is subject to change, and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. 
New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with the New York Life Insurance Company. Securities are distributed by Nylife Distributors, LLC, 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302, a wholly owned subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company. Nylife Distributors, LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.